Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell the Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and my pickup lines only have to work once. Joining me now. <laughs> joining me now, the star of the show, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze. Uh, yeah, I caught that, Professor. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, one of your friends relayed that to me. Um, Nate Bush, dark, uh, dark. I started to go right to the dark side. I was, hey, Jeremy, I'm not on the dark side of the ring episode yet. Not yet. yet. <laughs> Not yet. But no, Nate, when I was on Wide Men Can't Jump, we might as well start there since you put it there. Uh, yeah, he told me about your pickup line, man. Uh, shout out to Tim and Nate. Congratulations on your 200th episode of Wide Men Can't Jump. Give them, follow, give them a follow if you're not already doing so. And yes, it's me, Bobby B. Double B, Bobby Blaze. Jeremy's got me all torn up because he didn't give me anything to start with except for Dark Side Go. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> We're we're in a good mood today. We're not on a dark side kind of mood. So he said, we're changing the title to the non-dark side of the ring. And I'm thinking dark side of the moon. And, and he's putting ring up there. So anyway, that's where we're at today. We're going to have a fun, fun podcast, Professor. That is the plan. Yeah, we're not really doing, yeah. a, not doing a list or anything today. We're just kind of rolling some things around that have been coming up and that we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, I did go and listen Friday night to your appearance on the Wide Men Can't Jump. It was a fun bit. I think it was Tim who told the story about my pickup line story. Though. Is that who it was? Okay. It was oh, okay. Tim. Yes. You're correct. I stand corrected. You are correct. Um, it's your fucking line. Of course you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it though. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good appearance. Congratulations, guys, on Thank 200 you. episodes. Uh, yeah, Bobby, you're, your uh your recording equipment all sounded really good. Your voice was nice and strong the whole time. It it was a really well put together episode. So congratulations, guys. That's a a hell of an accomplishment, two hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. That is, man. That's cool. And um, hell, we've passed the hundred. We're getting, we're pushing out there again too. Now we're not to two hundred, but we're we're well away from one hundred. Uh, I think so. We, we might, better. I bet we might be in the one fifties or sixties now. I was thinking one fifties. What I was thinking. Uh, this it's been a hot minute since we've done our one hundredth. So yeah, uh, and we haven't missed. We have been consistent now for over a year. Um, Three months? Well, yeah, three months. Just July, August. Yeah, you're 15 months, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. We've been doing good, man. And that's just because, you know, we we did that first 18 months and just some things were going on. We had an agreement to do 18 months, so we did it kind of on the fly because uh, we had a normal time we was recording, and that got mixed up, and another time came. And the next thing you know, we both had different times that we couldn't record. And um, anyway, we got back on track and then shit at the fan, so they say. Oh, um, you had some things. I had some things. And finally, we took that little hiatus, but we came back fucking strong man um we came back uh, uh you know the boys are back in town kind of thing but also as i was telling nate the other day one of his favorite episodes of the of this podcast is the uh pre-nwa title match uh or pre-w pre-nwa title program and i had told him uh and if you haven't listened to that episode fans do so but i said um jeremy had done so much in-depth 
uh, research on that, that you know, I gave all credit to that because uh, you sent me the notes just to to blend in and, and catch up my history to gain knowledge on you know on our business, and um, yeah, it was a it was an awesome episode, but um, it was because you had put so much effort into it because you was kind of going another way at that point if we didn't get back together, right? Yeah, so, um, I, I, a lot of a lot of research is what I was getting at. You 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 put it together good. Well, um, that in the NWA went straight through, obviously, you know. Well, I was, yeah, I was working on an idea for a YouTube show slash um, podcast kind of shared thing. Um, well, you know what? We'll go ahead and do this all at the same time. Um, Bobby, yesterday, Kentucky played South Carolina. Yes. Which brings me around to talking about our old friend Tex. Yes, I was hoping you would. Yeah, who, you know, on top of all that shit, because I, you know, well, I mean, let's just, when you and I were going to start the show, my dad died. And then a couple months mm-hmm. later, we were going to start it, and then I lost my job. And then we went ahead and started it in June. Come the end, uh, well, come the start of 2019, I had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I uh, found out I was getting divorced. Um, so I was a fucking dumpster fire of stupidity for an extended period of time. Of course, going into 2020, you had problems that we couldn't foresee. Yep. Um, and then on top of all of that shit, our pal Tex, who was kind of our, our invisible third leg here very often, mm-hmm. the guy that ran our YouTube channel, who would write stuff. He was also our third, basically, writer of the episodes when it came to taking notes, when we'd go like, hey, here's our topic. Right. Tex, what are, what are your thoughts on this? And we'd kind of all kind of spitball shit together. <laughs> well, we get a text one day. I remember if it was November or December or what, but it was text just basically said, Hey, my wife died this morning. Yeah, it was November. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Um, okay. If, thanks, if I'm not mistaken, it was Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Um, then we were going into six months later. You and I started talking on Twitter about maybe redoing the show or doing something with the show again. And then as soon as that started, Tex was in the hospital. Yep. And then in the summer, later in the summer, I get a message from Nate from Weidman one day and said, hey, did we lose Tex? I jumped yeah. over on his Facebook page. And even though the day before Tex was doing good, sounded strong, he passed away that morning. So I, then I turned around and called you. Yep. So that was a ton of the shit that was going on. Yeah. And I went for a long walk that day uh, when you messaged me that. Uh, yeah, he was on my mind yesterday. Uh, Kentucky, uh, way to go, big blue nation out there. I, I do follow some sports. I just like seeing a good game, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anything to do other than I had planned on listening to or watching the UK game last night, which I ended up doing. This playing South Carolina, and, of course, that's where Tex was from, and he was a season ticket holder, and they played in South Carolina, like I said. So, um, And Kentucky won, so way to go on that. But, yeah, Tex said that um, you know during football season, uh, his wife felt like, um, you know, all kidding, just kidding a little bit, a seriousness aside here for a sec. He said she felt like, you know, she was a second fiddle to to college football when South Carolina played, that that he had a mistress, you know. But, yeah, that's exactly the way it went down. Um, and like I said, when, when we got that news, I had spoken a text about um, a week before his passing. Um no, I'll take it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I lie. A week before his um, bone marrow transplant. Right. 
And uh, he said, man, Bob, you caught me on a great day. I feel great, like nothing's happening. I feel, you know, just he talked, you know, and he had that grab one of the mouthers kind of, you know, southern, southern draw way more than myself well, and, and has it he just had, low. He had that, that muddy Carolina's accent. Yes, yeah. real, yeah. But we had a real nice conversation, and then, of course, he said, if this don't take, you know, um, he was going to stay up about it, and he did. I think that was, took place in July, and he hung on until September, and like I said, once you got that call, uh, to me, I was like, I just went for a long walk, man, and cleared my mind. Um, you know, but we missed texts, and that that's one of the reasons I sent you a message yesterday. That um, and the thing is, so everyone understands this, and I think our fans do. During that hiatus, uh, there was no heat between Jeremy and myself. We just we had just come to an agreement we were going to do eighteen months, and we did, and everything was just kind of like Jeremy just mentioned. I won't be redundant about it. Shit was happening, man. Yeah. And we just we took a break. We stayed in touch either by tw- via Twitter or via Demet twice in there on the phone. A happy Merry Christmas or something. I don't even know, but I'm just saying it wasn't like uh, fuck you, fuck you. Let's not do it. No, it was just like man, we just we need to stop. <laughs> we didn't even have a time to to get together an hour a week and try to record what it was. We just had there was a shit going on in the world, man. Um, and uh, sometime during COVID, we both uh, March, April, somewhere we started talking more serious. Like, well, no, actually, probably April, May, because like fuck, we, what are you gonna do? Stay locked in. Let's let's start it back. I think. Um, uh, a couple people said, man, why don't you guys get back on that podcast? You know, uh, a couple of fans, uh, shoot, um, sent us little messages and like, you know, Hey, why not, man? We're, we're home now anyway. Well, yeah. So, yeah. um, we well, put our mask on and we, we got back on it and we've been on every since. Yep. So, so, uh, where I was headed with that was, um, guys, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no problem. I, I didn't, I just didn't want to lose my train of thought. Yeah, um, the, like Tim Dombrova from Wide Man, he's like, "Hey, you could you know start a show called Pro Wrestling One Hundred and One with the Professor," and then I talked to Tex because Tex had written a couple narrated episodes for us mm-hmm. that we just didn't get around to. Um, but I was like, "Well, maybe I can do something with this idea, and you know, do a, a just a, a singular narrated episode about." And I, I said, okay, about, well, if we go to pro wrestling, we start in 1905. Mm. And so that's where the birth of that, our first handful of episodes following the world title comes from that. So very much, very much part of Texas legacy as well. Yeah. And then I think, uh, Chad Fitz. Uh, Nate and a couple other people like, hey, guys, why don't you all put this back together out there on Twitter? You know, almost like, you know, kind of caught us out in public, if you yeah, will. Yeah. But but they were being they were being we were writing little things along the line saying we might have something coming. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and Tex came on, so, on board uh, just so. um uh, grassroots like man he just uh, we did it we did that GoFundMe we only we only I put out $350 is all we put out just enough to do 18 episodes at a $20 hosting fee um, and you know he donated 30 bucks right away and everyone that donated it again thank you all very much I know uh, Nate did I know uh, uh, William Harding did and I don't want to leave anyone off but several people did I, I think I threw in 20 or whatever what you know, I'm just saying people reached out and we got a little we got enough to get us by um we weren't trying to get rich but but anyway uh text just kind of uh put on air 
putting us over on Twitter and I imagine probably Facebook or elsewhere about, you know, hey, these two guys, man, they got a pretty good show. You ought to give them a listen. And he sent us some, um, he sent us a little thing that said, hey, it's just something I put together. If you don't like it, it's no big deal. But, um, uh, what do you think about this video? And he sent us a nice little package. And, uh, like, like, uh, the professor said, eventually he wrote, um, he's got, I, I found it the other day. It is on my, uh, email still. He has a, a personal st- story about him and, uh, meeting the assassin. But also, I know, like we talked about last week when we did the Ted DiBiase episode, uh, thank you all for the fans that did listen. Um, we appreciate that. It was a good topic. Uh, ended up being a really good podcast. So go back and listen if you haven't. But, um, yeah. Yeah, text just was like uh, he did a thing on West Texas State, and I know that professor's got that in a, you know kind of a holding card as well. Something we might do in the future. Yeah. Um, so he got a research on that, but yeah, we missed old text man, and um, but uh, we're we're glad that he made we made friends with him and that he contributed to this podcast. So we just kind of I don't know, like I said last night just because that game was on it just kind of. Yep. Kind of drew, gave me a memory, you know, like, okay, let's bring us up tomorrow. You know, we're going to have a show tomorrow, um, you know, just about everything anyway. So, well, mm. and, you know, and for newer listeners, uh, if you wonder who the third person I'm signing off for every week, right? That's, that's who and that's why. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Uh, that's what uh, I went around the world to cross the sidewalk. And a professor goes right across the damn street and tells you what the fucking point was. Uh, so here we go, Jeremy. Something I need to bring up. Um, Time Warp, man. Yes. Uh, they're our newest sponsor. They've yes, come on board as a sponsor now. Uh, Earl, want to say thank you very much. We appreciate that. They have... Um, uh, three locations, one in downtown Ashland, and they have two at the Ashland Town Center Mall. They have a kiosk, and they also have a, a brick-and-mortar store inside, you know, the mall there, uh, you know, and um, they're good people, and it's a, a very nice, uh, what would you say, uh, hobby shop, I guess, if you will. Um, um, collect- oh, collectibles. Collectibles. Cover it, though. No, it's everything, man. Um Anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Earl down at the uh, Time Warp. We appreciate you becoming a sponsor, and uh, we'll, you'll be hearing some commercials coming up pretty soon, man. Um, and we appreciate that sponsorship. If you're interested, get a hold of myself or the professor, and one of us will cut you. I assure you, be much better than what I'm telling you right now. A professional thirty to sixty second commercial spot, and um, you know, just get a hold of us. We'll tell you about the price and what have you. How you can become a sponsor of the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast. Thanks to general for stepping up and becoming a sponsor i think he's gonna be a sponsor for the next several episodes and we appreciate that so very um, much so very appreciate much so. it yes because all, all the money we're getting from that is basically going to go into us advertising the show to try to get new listeners so it's absolutely yeah that's where that's all about. absolutely and maybe a beer maybe Maybe one. Okay. Two, two maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, we appreciate that. Uh, also books. Let me get this out of the way. Yeah. Jeremy at the top here, wrestling fans, man. It's, um, you know, we're talking, we would talk about some shows, uh, in October, November coming up, which means December's right around the corner here. If you haven't already done so, if you bought you a book, good on you. I appreciate it. But you might have a uh, the wrestling fan in your family or one of your buddies. Uh, send them uh, send them a gift, man. You can gift my book to them. Just go to tinyurl.com slash 
uh, Blaze Book One, and that'll take you to Pin Me, Pay Me, have Boostful Travel, and just gift it to your friend, you know. Um, and then also you can go to tinyrl.com slash blazebook2, and you can send them I Kicked, the edu- I Kicked Out on Two, The Education of a Wrestler. And uh, both those books have done quite well. Um, you know, I'm not going to be a, a millionaire not winning, uh, you know, any awards in writing or anything, but I am, you know, working on another one, and um, I'm continuing to try to uh, work on my craft out there. But I, I will say I appreciate uh, the people that have left reviews. Uh, I've gotten like one nasty comment towards me it wasn't review and amazon took that down but uh the reviews have been really good because i want a fair and honest review and that's what i've been getting uh when i do get reviews people i think um it's not because they know me because some of these people i have no idea who they are i've met them on twitter or something uh, i've met other authors that said man this you got a unique writing style keep at it can't wait for you to read uh, write another one so yeah anyway go up there at amazon and um uh, follow those links and, and and get yourself or get one of your friends or family the wrestling fan and your family a, a book if you will man and maybe the good professor will get a a little bit of kickback put into his amazon affiliate account and believe me when i say a little on that one we don't make much off of that but uh we both do get a smile hey that damn bobby sold a book or i'll say man all right i tell myself i said man i sold a book this week that's that's that makes me feel good so um keep that in mind share that whatever yeah uh so. yeah i think i think uh when you when we sell a book through that method I think the show gets twelve cents, but I mean, I thought it was twenty. Holy oh, cow! Maybe, maybe it was twenty. Maybe it was twenty. <laughs> I was thinking I didn't want to give it away. Well, since Jeremy mentioned, I think Jeremy, what you told me. Uh, now you may have said twelve, but in my mind, I think uh, I had sold a couple books, and some time went by, and I said, Jeremy, uh, check your Amazon account. I think I see if they went through the tiny URL because I had two sales this week, and I thought you told me, yeah, I've got 20 cents from each of them, but it may have been 12. Nonetheless, you can see we're not making a killing off of that, uh, but hey, it helps, you it know. Helps. Well, um, you know, I yeah. mean, the main thing is you move a book, and that's, that's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, man, what else? Let's see. What else we need to talk about today? Well, um, um, let's go ahead. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into a little heavier topic for a few minutes here. Okay. Um, now we were you were keeping an eye out on Dark Side of the Ring specifically because you thought Bruiser Bedlam was coming up this week. Yes. Um, yes. And a couple weeks ago, the plane ride from heck. Because <laughs> yeah, for some reason, saying heck makes me laugh. Uh, the plane ride <laughs> from hell episode was out, and we didn't really comment on that. Yeah. Um, you well, wanna... we figured everyone else's podcast would be talking about it, uh, um, and they were. And we just uh, we had we had our agenda geared towards we we're going to do Ted DiBiase. Uh, we were you know we didn't take time to sit there and give it a full review or anything like that. But also most of the stuff we had already known about. Um, I felt like you know we just wasn't going to give it. Um, you know, go into great detail about it. Um, from my understanding, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but, but, um, I didn't, I don't think I learned anything new about it, but, um, and I won't be safe, delicate saying this. I guess the only thing new was we got the, um, the victims side, uh, uh, you know, to hear, some of the things that took place that we got to hear another side of it, just not the side of the boys. And also there were people on that, that's why it was the plane ride from hell kind of thing. Other people, they weren't up there uh, having the fun and a party and and doing this and doing that. Some other things were happening, and and thus it just um, 
turned into an ugly, nasty situation uh, for the stewardess, and I'm sure probably a couple others that didn't step forward as well. Uh, but anyway, that's that's why I didn't want to really get into it too much because we had a really good topic this week. I thought, um, and I told Jeremy, if this is the case, and I'm going to hold true to this, when they do the Bruiser Bedlam one, I have a whole lot more to talk about. But I thought this week was going to be on Bruiser Bedlam. But, of course, it was on um, uh, Chris Canyon. Who better than Canyon, you know? And um, uh, so we end up watching that episode. Um, and, man, it's... It's, uh, it's called The Dark Side of the Ring for a reason. Um, you know, Canyon, if you haven't watched it, uh, do yourself a favor and go and watch it. I, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have watched it by now. Um, and Chris came out as being openly the first openly gay professional wrestler was going to be the deal. Um, I was a I, Chris. I know he talked talked with a lisp, and I thought he told me this in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He come in, him and James Mitch would come in together. I think they were in for around the Virginia area at the time for some reason, uh, uh, traveling. And Canyon actually put me over on a couple of Smoky Mountain TVs. But I thought I, he told me he had trouble hearing or he was deaf in one ear. Now I've not heard that since, but I but he spoke with that lisp, and it. it it just hasn't been brought up, but I, I'm pretty sure he told me he didn't hear too well in one of his ears. And I said, you know, well, don't worry about it. Come on. I'm a fucking forum. You in the same side of the head anyway. And Northern Lights, just no big deal. You know, <laughs> he was there to do a job, you know. So, no, no, I was much cooler in that to him than that. And I'll tell you why I threw that in there. No, he he put me over a couple of times and 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 boom, da boom, boom, boom. And then, of course, uh, uh, James Mitchell's on the episode uh, who was Darren Van Horn back in Smoky Mountain. And he is out there browbeat me every week because I was, I was wrestling, uh, you know, 3,000 year old mummy or whatever. Right. But anyway, nonetheless, Chris was really cool. Young guy, uh, good build on him. wasn't real, real big yet. He was, had a nice build, but he wasn't. He didn't have a lot of muscle maturity yet. That like he would come to, you know, he 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 become a lot bigger. But um, uh, when I got to WCW, the reason I mentioned that, uh, the first night I had my tryout. Um, Raph was in the back with uh, James Mitchell, uh, and that was like the first two people I saw, and uh, and maybe 10 feet away was Chris. And, uh, man, they just, you know, hey, man, you got to try out tonight. Good to see you. They just really put me over because uh, Brian uh, um, was leaving Smoky Mountain maybe two weeks after I got there, and Mitchell and Canyon come in, and they was there for, I don't know, however long they worked, three-month program that Darren, Brent, you know, Mitchell did or whatever. And Chris came on several of those TV like a said always treated me really nice and, and got along with the guy really fine and the when i brought up the gay uh situation him him being a homosexual um the whole time in wcw i never knew and never got any indication and and again this is being a very non-judgmental just so everyone knows that um there was no rumors there was no talk um and he didn't give any vibe that he was um, and if you watch this week's episode, I guess that's the whole thing. Only um, uh, James Mitchell's apparently the only one that did know. Um, so, um, that explain that pretty good, Jeremy? Yeah, I the think way, so. now, without giving away the whole episode. Yeah, and so. I, I just I kind of want to comment on a few things because I remember, and I think I remember it closer together than it was. Yeah, but the way I remember was Chris Canyon put out a thing that he was gay. And then mm -hmm. a little while later, he goes, well, I'm not gay, but my character is gay. 
And then a little bit later, he kind of walked that back. He's like, no, I'm, you know, I, I never really meant it that way. I'm gay and my character's not. And he was doing yeah. all this kind of weird back and forth. Like he was having trouble. Well, it was a different time. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's just put that out there. I mean, shit. George Bush won a second election because they they got anti-gay marriage votes out in most states. And that's how George Bush rode into a second election. That um, was just a very different time. Uh, and look, it's not like there hadn't been gay people before in wrestling. Right. But I'm sure it still probably wasn't the most comfortable place to be. And right, he, right. And Chris was having a hard time with it. And um, I guess he first started doing that probably around 05, maybe. And then yeah, I, I believe he... Um, uh, killed him. Passed away in 06, I think. Yeah, I August of 06. April, April of 06, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how close together all that was, but it seems like that's about how it laid out. Yeah. So, apparently, um, and if you watched the episode, you know, James Mitchell seems to be very forthcoming and that he was the only one that knew. Um, and, and Canyon, you know, was having some some very serious mental health issues. That's um, probably bipolar and, too. you know, yeah, and he was um, um, ultimately. Uh, that's how his life ended. Um, he overdosed on, I guess, antidepressants and and um, the uh, the medication you take for that. Um, and that's you know, it's just that's the sad end. Or that's the dark side of of the, the ring. You know, that's what they're bringing up. We're trying not to do the non dark side, but just saying, uh, go. You know. Uh, he was very talented, um, uh, very easy to get along with. I was telling um, just someone the other day at the gym uh, after it came out, uh, someone asked me about it. I was like, yeah, you know, here's the thing about him. Um, I remember no one ever saying anything bad about him. And people saying that because he was working out down at the power plant. It's like, man, I can't wait to see what Canyon comes up with next. And they'd be going to some of the younger guys at the power plant that was just doing some early TVs, um, they'd be like, yeah, I can't wait to get back to see what he's going to teach us next, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, or what he's going to bring out on, and guys at the show, uh, even DDP's on the show, uh, a couple other people, you know, like, they really enjoyed working with him because he could break out something new, you know, um, innovative, if you were an innovative, uh, innovator of offense, I guess. Yeah, so I'll um, tell you what, if he was wrestling right now, if he was in his prime right now, he'd be a major fucking star. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, you know, all of his contract stuff and everything like that. I guess, you know, just uh, he wrote some letters to Stephanie and, uh, you know, it's all brought on that dark side. But he went back and was doing um, the guy you you seem to like. I think your son got to know some as, as uh, that Brian Cage is on there. And he talks about uh, Canyon showing up in his hometown and uh, uh, getting on a show, an independent show and, and put him over. So, no, kid, you're going over, you know, and um, that's pretty cool stuff like that. Um, but, you know, like I said, just going to throw us out there, Jeremy. It seems like we're doing this more and more, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh 1-800-273-8255-TALK. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So, um, again, wait 1-800-273-8255. That's TALK, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, you know, don't make the... Um, 
get a drink of water. Don't make that final. That's not your final destination, if you will, man. There's help out there. Reach out to someone if you're experiencing those problems. Uh, manic depressive, bipolar, uh, uh, just depression, anxiety, and you think this is it. It doesn't have to be the final solution for you. Um, you know, and while I'm on that, um, I'll put myself out there. I'm on Twitter at Bobby Blaze 744. Shoot me a DM and say, Hey man, what's that number? Or, you know, Hey, you got a second or whatever, uh, professor, uh, if you feel free, you can give out your, uh, Twitter account, but the joint account is bell to bell blaze on Twitter also. So hit us up on one of those and I'll let professor decide if he wants to give one and, and let him tell you what he's going to tell you. Oh shit, man. You, yeah, my info's all out there. So yeah, at the yeah. geekish cast, you can find me. There you there. go. Um, you know, and I don't always check that one real often. Like during the day, I don't, or I'm sorry, during the day, that's the one I check at nighttime. Yeah. I check, I check the group one. Sorry, I was, I was yeah. backwards there for a minute. Um, but yeah, um, you know, this is shit. I mean, I'd ha- I'd hate to do a list sometime, but I mean, if you were to start listing out everybody from pro wrestling, I mean, and I mean, not that that's the only one that matters, just that's what we talk about here. If you start listing out everybody yeah. who has attempted or successfully committed suicide from, just from that industry, you end up with a long fucking list. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, cause that's what we, like you said, that's what we do our program on. Um, so, you know, um, you don't have to be a wrestling fan, um, or a fan of our podcast, but if you happen to be listening and you dealt with something or dealing with something like that, uh, we put it out there. And that's one of the things that texts actually go back to text. Uh, one of our earlier episodes, um, uh, I can't remember, and if I did, I probably wouldn't say the name, but someone had passed away, and you and I, um, you gave a bit of a testimony um, and opened up some, mm-hmm. and you and I talked about a couple things, and and we basically put that out there, and a couple of people really hit us back hard on that, saying, man, these guys really care about their listening audience and about pro wrestling, because they even put out the, uh, the, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline number uh, during one of their podcasts and reaching out to people. So, uh, you know, we didn't do it together get over it just got us over you know so we yeah. kind of just kept it as part of the program and like i said sadly um we put it out to, we've been putting out there more than than i'd like to uh but um be, because i t- you know it's just that's one of the dark side things and we're doing non-dark side i'll, I'll leave it at that that's um right. anything else in between professor because i'm gonna jump up here to to something that's coming up uh in my neck of the woods this coming saturday i want to bring that up but um, uh uh you want to jump to anything else in there before i do that well, you know uh, what any, I, I yeah hold, hold on to your thoughts I, I think I, you had a question or something yeah, yeah. i i, I kind of was wondering about this this week. I mean, as entertaining as I have found it, I have also found it really hard to watch at times. Is the dark side of the ring a good thing for wrestlers or even the fans? Yeah. Okay. First of all, that's going to be our question of the week. Um, Hit us up on Twitter. Like I said, the geekish cast, Bobby blaze, seven 44 and a bell to bell blaze. And, um, is it good for the business or for the fans? I'll tell you what, man. I have, I've watched every episode except for two. I've, I've, I have not watched the one on China, nor have I watched the one on the um, uh, North Korea uh, tour. But um, and I'm saving them for I don't know, maybe a snow day or something. I just haven't watched them. Um, but sometimes 
I've had a hard time watching them. And I don't watch them maybe that evening when they come out if I'm not if I'm not in a right frame of mind, I um, will not watch it that evening. You know, I'll, I'll wait a couple of days. This Canyon one, I was not going to watch Thursday. I stopped it. Uh, uh, I just and I and I watched it Friday evening, uh, which was a good choice on, on my decision to do so. Uh, the plane ride from hell, I knew that would just be uh, barring you know uh, what it was. I was like, okay, I'll just watch this because whatever but um some of them are really hard yeah. to watch uh from being in a in a sport of professional wrestling i've heard a couple other people i'll mention names on other podcasts talking about the ben wall one that they got up and left the room and cried or this and that i sat through those two uh where it was a two-part you know uh episodes um it was hard man it was hard because i knew so i knew chris and i knew so much about what was kind of just from being around him and people I knew that knew I knew him and stuff. It was, you know, things like that. So I don't know. Sometimes it's you, I think obviously it's a freedom of choice. You can turn the channel on or not turn the channel on as a wrestler. I find it very disturbing and hard to watch at times. And I, again, I'm going to be redundant. I have to be in a right frame of mind to watch it. Otherwise, uh, I will be very, very sad and depressed watching it, and I don't want to be. I'm watching it to try to 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 learn more about it or about that particular person or that episode, um, you know, stuff that they are uh, uh, revealing. So um, as a wrestler, yeah, it could go either way. Now, as a fan, I think it's good because uh, – the fans, they are eat up. They love wrestling, anything wrestling. You know, I have people ask me all the time, hey, do you watch the A, A, I almost say AEW, the A&E uh, uh, biography channel? Uh, did you watch that special? Did you watch this? People just, you know, if I see someone at the bank, they'll say, oh, did you watch the the one, you know, the, the, again, it's the AE, the, the biographies, the, the different ones. And I'm like, you know, yeah, well, because they're wrestling fans. Oh, do you watch that dark side? And, you know, so I generally – Without even watching uh, a lot of updated programming, such as WWE or AEW, Impact, etc., I catch wind from just being around, you know, uh, being around town or around some other, you know, younger wrestlers or or what have you that, that say, man, Bobby, you ought to see this. And so I watch what I can, you know, but I choose to. And, and, uh, and honestly, I choose to watch the dark side of the ring. Um, but again, I have to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah. Do you think the fans, Jeremy, do you think it's good for the fans? Um, you know, for the fans, I, I get that, that we like to see behind the curtain. Like I saw a thing the other day, which I thought was ridiculous, but like a, um, one of the groups I'm in on Facebook, somebody was writing about what their day was like, and they worked in a factory, but they put it all in wrestling terms. I, I think, you know, getting too far inside of anything isn't good for a fan to begin with, you know? Mm, okay. Um, I mean, you should know a little bit about it, but like there are certain things like this whole thing going on now with like cancel flair, cancel Tommy dreamer guys. It was 20 years ago. Right. And, and was the behavior bad and appalling? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. Um, do a bunch of assholes in a room together who are getting drunk and high tend to fucking wind each other up and shit that would not normally happen. Does it happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does. And you know, it's appalling. It's terrible. It's, it's gross. It was 20 years ago. I don't know that now is the time to go and do it. 
that was my conversation with a couple of buddies last night, Professor. Yeah. Uh, they basically, you know, they're fans. They were fans of Flair. They're fans of wrestling. Um, they just were saying like, hey, they laughed at some of it, you know, about him doing the helicopter. And then, of course, they they, they weren't being assholes, being like, uh, you know, putting a woman down or anything. They were just like, they were just like, here's the deal, man. Um it was 20 years ago. Something should have been done now. They shouldn't be canceling these people, you know, today. And that was kind of our conversation. That's that's actually the kind of way it went. And, uh, and maybe that's just a, a male's perspective, but it's just a couple of guys talking. Yeah. And just like you and I are now, it's like, yeah, well, um, times were different. It was terrible that it happened the way it did. But, um, you know, you get a bunch of the guys together or the boys together, and, uh, you know, you get a few cocktails and a few other things in your body or what have you. Uh, the boys are always fucking up for them themselves um and, you know yeah. but again that was 20 years ago now is not the time to be you know crucifying these guys or canceling guys or anything like that it, it happened um and it's over with um i'm just not that i i don't even understand that whole cancer culture thing anyway well, when someone done something so far so far long ago yeah, you know, it's, um, but, you know and, yeah, and they've but, obviously apologized and made amends or what have you yeah but you know it's look that woman that was something that shouldn't have happened to her i mean, just I, i'm not gonna even right oh i know i agree yeah. yeah and i just don't and know. i don't know that she's the only one you no, know that's just it and this one person came forward. That's that's the person we got to hear yeah. from. And look, we all heard that right, story right, yeah. for years. We all heard about how yeah. fucking insane this was. We just hadn't heard the victim yeah. who said, hey, here's this fucking gross thing that happened. Um, I'll tell you what. Yeah. When I was listening to this show, I'll tell you what, what fucking horrified me more than anything else was the idea of Brock Lesnar and uh, uh, Kurt Henning slamming into the fuselage of a fucking flying plane. Yeah. Because they weren't going to go through the exit door. But, I'll tell you what, they could have punched a hole through that fucking wall real easy. And, yeah. Uh, uh, 500, that's 500 and well, 550 fucking pounds of nothing but muscle between those two. Nailing yeah. the walls with each other. I would have been like, you motherfuckers sit down or I'm shooting both of you. <laughs> there would have been no fucking yeah. going around it, you know? Yeah, I nervous enough when a fucking flight in when I see two grown men up there uh, knocking fucking bodies and this and that, man. But anyway, damn. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's your question, fans. Is Dark Side of Ring good for the business and or good for the fans? Again, hit us up at Twitter, Bobby Blaze 744 Jeremy at the Geeks Cast, or the, Bell to, the joint account at Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter. Also, you can find that link on Facebook uh, from Miner's Thing. Jeremy's got that going up pretty good. I am not one facebook that's just my decision as one of my friends told me last night uh they said good for you and it's probably best for you <laughs> you know uh, they know me you know what i'm saying so i was like yeah that's, but they, they, they asked me said how many twitter followers you got now because they know that's what i used and, and again this was just a brief conversation i ran into a couple of buddies on a saturday evening uh actually before we went to watch the uk game uh uh, they were we are heading we were heading separate places to watch it but we had ran in each other uh and and just brought that up and i like i you know i do twitter for a reason i, I really enjoy it and i don't do facebook for a reason because i don't enjoy it you know but again jeremy does have the uh the bell to bell blaze over there on on our facebook page so that's cool man also jeremy while we're talking about that before we jump ahead to october 2nd uh we got a we got a website, man. The bell to bell blaze dot com. 
Go there to the website, check it out. We got some cool merch. Uh, Jeremy's got some cool pictures up there. Um, some blogs are coming. Professor talked about the NWA show. Uh, we got the Beckley show that I did with uh, Jerry the King Lawler on there. We've got the King Slayer shirts. We got the Pin Me Pay Me shirts, which I got mine and wore to the gym last week after it came in. It was awesome. Um, we'll be wearing it this week. I got my t shirt rotation right on the back of my couch here, Jeremy. I'm looking right at it. Um, <laughs> In this excellent home studio I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, go over and visit us at the bell to bellblazecom on our website, man, and check it out. Well, and, and you, um, can, you can leave us a message there by voicemail, or I believe you can leave comments there as well. It's, it's a mm-hmm. website that has a lot of functionality that we haven't even really scratched the top of. Yeah. Um, it, we have recently added the video section, which goes to our new YouTube page, which... Um, I'm going to be uploading Texas old videos to this one. Um, but That'd be gonna, awesome. Yeah, it's going to take a while to do it. And, and I'm going to be putting up the new podcast as episodes on here, but they're gonna, not going to be nearly as good as what Tex did with them. That's all right. That's all right. At least we're getting them out there. The um, What I was going to tell you is the... The professor had sent out word last week, if you have an upcoming show and you'd like us, if you're a promoter or, you know, one of the boys and you got a big show coming up, um, you know, let us know about it. We may promote it on that page for you. I know I send out retweets for a couple of different companies, you know, that that hit me up. Uh, hey, can you give our program a, you know, uh, whether it be a podcast or a book or, uh, again, it seems like the wrestling or wrestling promoters seem to be a little bit behind on this, that they don't, you know, send me something. Uh, and that's fine. That's your choice. But uh, but we'll be glad to put it up on air, um, on our on our site. Um, the only thing I have right now is, uh, you know, I know a couple of shows that are going on in my area. Um, and what I'm going to bring up right now is uh, October 2nd, uh, Jeremy, mm-hmm. next Saturday. I want to put this out there. Uh, it's uh, Fight Night. It's the future's ours. It's October 2nd at 7 p.m. Ironton, Ohio. Um, we're at the um, Elks Lodge this time. The show is, uh, has tickets available at the Time Warp, of course. Um, or you can get them a day of the show. Again, that's at the uh, Elks Lodge in Ironton, Ohio. Just going to give you a brief rundown real quickly. Um, it's going to be a student show. That's why it's the future's ours. We've got the... Um, the um, Art of Grappling School that myself and Jillian Hall uh, helped train at. And also coming in is Chance Prophet from uh, Body Slam Academy. He's bringing several of his students in. Um, some of the students, uh, you know, we've got just going to have some student matches, but there's also for exhibition, et cetera. But we have, um, we have our very first graduate. I'll go ahead and throw this guy out there. Uh, Sleazy E, um, this, this young man is a, a manager in training and he's, um, he's got a kill chair and, uh, I'll explain that after the show as he see how he makes his, uh, next debut. He's, he's been on a couple little shows here for FTC, but he's been traveling around a little bit and getting quite a few bookings and, um, happy to see that and helping him uh, with some training. Um, and I'll go further into Sleazy E's uh, story at another time. Uh, Misery will be on the show, just so you know. Uh, man, he's he's just a big, cock-strong guy, about 6'7", 320 pounds, great look, uh, very intense, hard-hitting in a the ring. There's no holding back with his intensity. Uh, just uh, – 
if you like see someone work stiff and solid, he's he's the one to watch, man, because um, he's so damn aggressive. But uh, the girls, man, um, Jillian Hall is going to be there representing the girls, uh, you know, monitoring or agenting their match, if you will. Uh, and we've got uh, uh, Reese Ramon. Uh, she's going to be – this is one of her uh, – matches and she's had probably about five or six matches now she's nice young looking lady uh she's a majorette at marshall university and uh man her training has just intensified so i'm happy for Reese. and also judy ray hendrix is gonna be involved in the match and uh judy ray she's been just coming on strong here in the tri-state area and she's actually taking some bookings outside the tri-state area now and getting out getting her name out there um she's coming on you know for a female wrestler in this area she's been hitting the gym good she's been hitting her training good um just just really you know being a student of the game so uh, i'm sure we'll have some action-packed ladies matches on the card um i know brock bronson uh, is going to be on there the bully's bully um I don't know if he's supposed to be the anti-bully or the bully bully but also um uh Troy, Titan Troy is going to be on a show. Uh, and I'll just, I'll save this one for last. I know, I know Casey King will be in a building, uh, but of course he's rehabbing his knee. So I'm not trying to draw an angle out of anything. I'm just telling you. But I'll tell you who else is coming in. That Danny, that damn Jock Sampson is coming. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get Jock Sampson to commit to an interview on our program uh, because we did have Casey on here. I, the only thing I know about Jock right now in recent talking to him, he is hot. Uh, again, I'm not drawing an angle. I'm just telling you. Uh, he's come to FTC before and been a champion there and had a program with Casey King. And so now he's coming in and he's going to be wrestling one of the students from the FTC, the Art of Grad school that we have and he's fucking hot uh that he's not in a title match because they're in a title match it's for the students and he's mad that he's got to wrestle a student you know not not maybe a future champion but just someone on the up and coming right now and and he's i think he feel like his hand is forced that the way the booking uh went on this show that i had nothing to do with just letting you know uh that he's going to not be wrestling like misery or chance profit um someone on that level he's gonna be wrestling a student and um i dare say he i saw his promo he sent me one he said bobby fuck you what do you think about this and i'm like what are you talking about jock and he said well and i said jock that's all i said and he said what do you think about this and i'm like it's a text and i'm like what what the fuck i'm taking i'm taking my morning shit what are you talking about in my head you know Later on, he sends me a promo, and he's fucking hot um, that he has wrestled students. So I thought, hey, um, that should be a good match. Whoever he draws, um, whichever student, I feel sorry for the student. Um, you know, uh, I'll be honest with you. Jock's mad. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, like, Jock went through a period not too long ago where he was, like, out collecting belts, too. Like, dude, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude was, like, just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come wrestling your shitty little pro, uh, promotion, but I'm taking your belt home with me when I go. Oh, he was going to uh, Buffalo. He was going to Columbus. He was going to uh, Cleveland. He went, he came down here to West Virginia to a- ASW. He came over here to FTC. Those just places I know about where he's booked at, man. Yeah. But see, then I realized. <laughs> I realized what was going on is Jock needs at least four belts to hold his fucking pants up. So, you know, 
Well, I'll tell him you said if he don't listen, I, I, I don't know if he does or not. Uh, but I know he has in the past. Um, well, he's cut promos for yeah. us. He's been on a program. I, I know he um, has because I've gotten pissed yes. off phone calls from him. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully, again, next Saturday, uh, October the 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Elks Lodge in Ironton, Ohio. Uh, get your tickets. You can get them online at everbright.com. Or no, excuse me, it's yet, I can't read. Eventbrite.com. But also you can get them at Time Warp or you can get them day of the show at the uh, National, the Ironton Elks. If you don't know where the Elks is at and you're from Ironton or Lawrence County, I dare say you do because it's right across from the courthouse. And I dare say most of you motherfuckers have been over there for a DUI or drunken disorderly or something. That's just the way downtown Ironton is, Jeremy. I'm just telling you. I guarantee it they know where the courthouse is at over in Ironton, Ohio. Um, I know uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu have been to that courthouse in Ohio. <laughs> Among other people out there, they have got a speed trap over there on 52 that um, that if you go 56, if you go 55.5 miles an hour, you're ass will get pulled over and uh, you will be visiting the, that courthouse. So if you know where the courthouse is at, you'll find the Elks. And um, anyway, uh, come out to the wrestling show. Uh, they do have an open bar. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the truth, man. That's truth. So, yeah, but yeah. what else, man? Shit. Well, um, <laughs> I, I do find that interesting. Hey, Jock's not the kind of guy that would like put a crippled guy in a Boston crab or something, is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, he sure is, man. That's the way he is. Casey, we'll uh, see. After some of the stuff Casey said about him, even just on our show, he might want to. Yeah, I want to be careful. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited for all of our students, though. Like I said, it's going to be Art of Grappling from the FTC Academy, and then uh, Chance Prophet's bringing some guys from Body Slam Academy. And Chance is wrestling, like I said, Misery uh, and Jock and and some other people involved. And of course, we do have a, a, a girls' match scheduled, and um, so uh, it'll be addressed and see uh, fun. And it's, again, we kind of put it out there for the students to uh, to so they had something to work towards, you know, yeah. because all of them have had matches. Now it's just going to be let's let's see how much you improved since last January, you know. Let's see where you're at, you know, um, with these challenges. Okay. So that's, that's fun to be a part of, man. Yeah. And, and, and students, if, if any of the students out there are listening, uh, try not to think about the time that, uh, Hiro Matsuda broke Hulk Hogan's leg. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I told someone the other day, I said, you know, you think some of this training here is hard. I said, imagine being in Tampa and having Hiro Matsuda train you. I said, if you go back and just know about some of that, and I said, the reason I know, I said, because I was in Tampa for three months, and then I moved down there full-time in August, and it's hotter as fucking Hades down there, and I was under Malenko's tutelage out there doing conditioning, and I wasn't even in a ring. You know, I was like, damn, that's, but I but I did it, and I did it for a reason, because I had a goal, and that's the whole thing. I'm trying to pay it forward and teach these young students. I'd be, i tell them, uh, you know, you may know the cost. It's no gosh thing. You may know the cost. You don't know the value, you know, and the value is this. One day you're going to look back, you know, and realize if you you made that sacrifice and you, you wanted to make it and this is what you chose to do with your life, you got this opportunity because you're getting, you know, uh, excellent training from Jillian Hall. You're getting excellent training from myself. 
And, um, you know, now uh, Chase, uh, or excuse me, Chance Prophet's bringing his students down. Another, he was involved in the NWA for years. Uh, the man's very educated, very smart to the business, and has his own, you know, uh, uh, academy going. Uh, somebody, this is a tremendous opportunity to be trained and be trained properly and trained right. Um, but yeah, um, I have not put anyone through. It's been a few years. When I was younger, I used to have some of the students go through some of the stuff that I did with Malenko's. Uh, but yeah, um, go out on a track and run one lap and drop down and do 25 push-ups, 25 Hindus. Do it for all eight lanes all the way out. You know, and by the end of the day, you've got about four to 500 Hindu squats, four to 500 push-ups, and 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 four to five miles, depending on how many lanes you choose to do that. Or go find a college in your area or high school to have steps. Get up there and run. I used to do there was 97 of them, and I'd run at this community college up these steps, do 10 Hindu squats, 10 push-ups, walk down, do it again. Do that 10 times. You got you, you know, get you get you about a thousand steps in a day, you know, yeah. uh, just in one workout. Uh, that shit worked. When Lincoln's out there telling you that, it works. It it does. Um, so yeah. So me students that's listening to this program, or if you're an up and coming wrestler, or you happen to be, you know, once and change your change your training up, go try some of those things. It works, man. Well, you know, um, I, I believe Boris Malenko was kind of in that. I mean, I understand they didn't get along, but it was from a got school of mentality that there's a kind of conditioning that gymnasts and wrestlers do because they're the only ones yeah. that, can, that can snatch a, a, you know, a human weight right, right over their head. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. They was on and off again through relationship. They had a lot of respect for each other. Um, there was just times, you know, the way uh, Larry done his business, the way Gosh done his. Um, but yeah, they they were, um, yeah. As 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 Malenko said, he was the only baby face to come out of locker room uh, and help him in a in a uh, a riot situation. I think as the one uh, when he got sliced in Richmond, Virginia. I think he had like 76 stitches down his back or something and, and Gotch came out of the back. And I could be mixing two stories together, just saying, but that was that. That was that, you know. Um, so, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you know what we need to do, don't you? We need we need to drop in that commercial for. Uh, I think uh, now would be an appropriate time because we'll be talking about the bluegrass con coming up. Oh yeah. Let's put in a commercial there. Uh, well, let's do the time warp again, so to speak. Okay. There you go. Let's do. Don't go to meatloaf again. <laughs> No meatloaf again. Come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh please. Oh, uh, right. Drop a commercial with. There we go. Hey, video gamers, sports fans, and nostalgia enthusiasts. This is Bobby Blaze. Are you ready for a time warp? Time warp is a brick and mortar hobby shop with a high selection of everything sports, gaming, and collectibles right in downtown Ashland in two locations at the Ashland Town Center. They've got vintage toys, sport cards, and collectibles. Tons of wrestling merch. It's the largest selection of memorabilia in the Tri-State. Time Warp also has an extensive inventory of vintage and current video games and consoles. It's a 100% must-visit for retro gamers. Time Warp buys your collectibles daily and are open seven days a week, 365 days a year. They're only closed on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Check out their Facebook page at Time Warp Ashland. There you have it, folks. Go check if you're in the area. Matter of fact, I, I just talked to Earl on Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Hey, I actually I want to get out your guys' way because I want to check your store out." Because I don't, Bobby. I'm sure you probably have heard me say this. I owned a video game and collectible store in the uh, mid '90s. 
You've mentioned it, yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see what somebody else has got going on, especially in this day and age where there's so much more, you know, kitschy shit out there that you can get into, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what else. Since we was talking about FTC and we're talking about the time warp, Coming November 6th. I know you think I'm just, we're just this, this is our show this week, folks. Um, if if you're in driving distance, and I think there's people actually flying in from what I heard, the Bluegrass Wrestling Con. Uh, Lexicon was a couple weeks ago. WrestleK is going to be in a few more weeks. This will be right in between this. Saturday, November 6th, in beautiful downtown Ashland. Uh, at the Highland Museum, and it is right downtown, folks, uh, from noon until 6. Man, this is just going to be awesome. It's the Bluegrass Wrestling Con, sponsored by the Time Warp and FTC uh, Wrestling. Uh, Gail Kim, the Godfather, uh, myself, Lex Luger, Billy Gunn, Coco Beware, um, and these last two, I'm just kind of putting out there, man. Uh, I'm excited to, to, to hear both these guys going to be here. Magnum TA Holy and smokes. Stan the Man Hansen are both going to be here. Good Lord. Uh, there's 25 vendors tables that's already been purchased. I am not going to speak about who um, I told Professor off air. There's a couple people supposedly be coming in, but I cannot confirm those. But I do know that one table that has been sponsored is legit, and or they're all legit. Not said as far as committed to. Let me say it by contract. Uh, I can't, and I honestly cannot remember uh, which promotion is, but I just found out the other day Rhino is going to be here. And man, um, yeah, Rhino's going to be in Ashland that day. And the only reason I said because um, I cannot think, of, I know the promoter, but I cannot think of the group and a very reputable uh, man. And he's bringing in Rhino. That's going to be at his table. I won't reveal who it is because I, two reasons. One, um, I, I just really don't remember what his wrestling company is. And I don't want to say his name on air right now without, without speaking to him personally. But I did speak to Earl. And Earl spoke to him personally and said, yes, Bobby, he has sponsored Rhino. And he is coming in. Is co- the contract is signed. So, um, so in addition to the ones I've told you about, we now have Rhino coming in. And I know I'm holding off on telling you a couple more names until I get c- confirmation about those, um, those names uh, uh, from Earl or Joe, one or the other. That's- but um, yeah, yeah, that should be a good day. It's twenty five dollar entry fee, uh, but I mean it's an all day pass. It's from noon to six. Um, it's just gonna be awesome, man. I I think uh, this is good for the wrestling community in this area. Uh, it has been growing back up, building back up, as you've heard me talk about. But also. Um, uh, as I again, I was talking to a couple of friends yesterday. They was talking about my appearance at the time warp that they were really, that they heard it went really well. Um, uh, I think both of them know who Earl who Earl is, and I don't know if they spoke him to directly or his staff or what have you. They, they had both just heard that I done good, and I was like, yeah, I was very pleased with the turnout. As you and I spoke about here on the program, I think this is very good for the Ashland, Kentucky community. Um, uh, again. Obviously, for the wrestling community, for sure. Uh, so, if you're listening to this program, man, find a way to get here Saturday, November 6th, and um, come visit our town. And 
Hell, get to see some of your favorite wrestlers, man. Also, just so you know, um, some of these students and, um, you know, up-and-coming local wrestlers will be involved. Um, I'm not sure who has tables and who doesn't, but uh, you'll get to meet some fine up-and-comers, people I've mentioned on this program before. And uh, the professor and myself, we are going to be doing, uh, again, thanks for to our connections with the Time Warp and with our Bell to Bell Bobby Blaze podcast, we will be doing our podcast from there. Um, my hopes is to interview several of these superstars. Actually, I take it back. My hope is to introduce several of these superstars to the professor, Jeremy Vilmer, and say, Jeremy, I have so-and-so with me right now, and Jeremy can do the interview because he's the professor, and that's his gig, and then I'll just be on a second set of uh, headphones, you know, uh, uh, feeding them like, hey, here's so-and-so, and and we'll hopefully make a program out of that that you folks will get to enjoy if that you can't make it in, that you'll say, oh, okay, Bobby had on, you know, um, so-and-so. Again, I won't mention so-and-so now because I don't know who that's going to be. I'm hoping I can get several of these people and girls to come on and say, hey, uh, I don't know if you saw it, I ran the Mick Foley one that our friend Tex Johnson had sent. I sent that out this week where Mick was at a, a meet and greet, and he said, hey, you're listening to this Mankind, Mick Foley, uh, dude, love, whatever, and you're listening to the Bell, Bell, Bobby Blaze. Yeah, you know. Uh, Tex got us several of those. I'm going to find the, the uh, rock and roll one that William Harding sent where Rock and Roll Express put us over. Um, and I've got one somewhere, I think, where uh, – Get ready to have a shot. Ron Fuller put us over. Um, so uh, also, talking about YouTube a little bit earlier, go to uh, Southeastern Rewind. I watched it Friday night, had Les Thatcher and uh, Ron Fuller on there talking about the Rewind. Uh, that's a hell of a good channel on YouTube. If you can, go subscribe. Uh, uh, tell him I sent you, man. Tell tell Big Ron uh, Fuller that I sent you to that YouTube. He's, he's got almost 2,000 subscribers now. And uh, I really want to see him bust that page out because, man, he's got stuff on there from, from uh, the old Southeastern in Knoxville from 78. And now he's got stuff up here uh, from 88 in, uh, in the USA. I mean, it's, it's just a good channel, man, uh, if you're an old-time wrestling fan. So I'd plug that too, Jeremy. Seems like we're just plugging everything today. Fuck. Well, it's a plug episode. <laughs> you know, it's plug episode. Yeah. yeah. The non-dark side, the plug episode, call it what you will. Sometimes so. we got to just wash our brains down. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know I told you earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm sure if I read this correct, cause I said it on that dark side. Uh, I know bruiser does have an episode. If I'm not mistaken, I think next week is Onita. Don't hold me to it, but I think it's like blood and wire, wire, blood and wire or something like that. And it's about Onita. I'm not looking off a script. I'm going by something I read earlier. I think that's next in a sequence. So Onita ought to be a good one. Uh, that should be a good one. Um, you know, look, I, I hate to even admit it, but there's a FTW. I, I, I do think. love I do love me some garbage wrestling. I, it's I, FTM it's, Frontier Martial Arts yeah. FM, FMW FMW Frontier. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, check your local listings for Vice TV. I don't know. I'm almost positive that um, uh, that if I read that correctly, because I went off of someone else's podcast thinking that um, Bedlam was this week, but I think uh, Onita is next week. So I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I don't see, know that Bruiser uh, Bedlam. I'm I'm hoping that comes up because I don't know a lot about him, so I, I can actually treat that like an interview episode and have you kind of guide me through. You know? Yeah, yeah. I got to know him pretty good um, during our our short time together. So uh, prison? Or? Yeah. The, 
Huh? In prison or where? where? <laughs> no, no, no. He had that big tattoo on his stomach, true to the crew. That was a prison type thing. Um, and I'll go into more detail about that. No, he um, uh, just in Smoky Mountain. And actually, we traveled together. Uh, we've done some shows in the Detroit area, too. Uh, but yeah, the, from what I can tell, next episode, uh, September 30th, is going to be Blood and Wire, um, Onita, Onita's FMW. So... Um, that should be interesting. We'll, we maybe talk about that briefly next week. We'll see, uh, how that comes out, but I'm with you. I, I'm very interested in that. Um, well, that's, uh, you know, because where, I've worked with several of those guys from FMW. Yeah. Well, that's where, uh, um, and, and you know, I was going to mention them. That's where Mike Austin. Yes. Go there. ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. That's, that's where Mike Austin got like his yeah. biggest feuds and everything from there. Yeah. yeah. He left Florida. Um, that's where he was at. Um, I knew Mike from Florida, and I knew him while he was wrestling for FMW. Uh, Mark Starr, um, trying to think of who else that was over there uh, while I was still. Uh, when I was there, actually, I spoke to guys that were on tour. Uh, hell, uh, Ricky Morton went over one time, if I'm not mistaken, for that group uh, for like a week tour. But um uh, Ricky Fuji worked there, and I got to know Ricky pretty good. And uh, Ishiban Kid, uh, he worked there. I got to know him a little bit, a couple of Japanese stars. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. Uh, and some of the guys from uh, uh, Michinoku actually did some you know, talent exchange. When those guys came over, they went to FMW uh, for that week or what have you. Now, when I was there, I didn't work for FMW, but I did work with several of their of the guys that work there, you know, yeah. uh, while I was there. But again, that's for another episode, maybe. So just putting it out there, man. Um, what else we got to talk about, Professor? Anything? I think, Bobby, believe it or not, <laughs> I think we might be uh, winding down. I did I did just find and share a funny story from uh, Kayfabe News. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with kayfabenews.com. They're kind of like the onion of wrestling news. Okay, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid with the onion, but uh, it says Ted Turner buys AEW. I'm back in the wrestling business, Vince. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. That's pretty uh, good, man. Uh, yeah, that that story always cracks me up. Where well, I'm I'm in the entertainment business. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's not what Ted Turner was in owning the Braves and a couple TV stations. Yeah, and, yeah, okay. Uh, and you know, and, and wrestling was the first thing that really made him money. You know, oh, yeah, so yeah, for his was, yeah, so that was um, his non straight shoot. Yeah. yeah, straight shoot, man. He never forgot. He never forgot Bob Armstrong and Dusty Rhodes. Some of those guys in those earlier meetings. Uh, I've read several good articles in mainstream magazines about him putting that over. You know, but uh, yeah, the comeback is uh, uh, well, uh, you know, what he said. I'm in the wrestling business. Well, we're not. You know, we're in the entertainment business. <laughs> so, that, but that uh, always, anyway, you're gonna say that to Ted Turner of all. Yeah. People, you know? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh, we already honored Texas episode, so I'm sure you'll take us out of here with that. But um, I don't have much more other than man. If you get, if you love professional wrestling, uh, and you enjoy this program, please share it. Share it on Instagram. Share it on Facebook, and damn sure share it on Twitter. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Bobby Blaze Seven Forty Four. And if you want something retweeted or something I can do for you on Twitter or help you in some way, uh, be more than glad to do that because that's just the way Twitter works. Sending out those retweets and networking. Uh, I've mentioned several other, you know, uh, people uh, the 
the the Studcast or 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 whatever program you know we're helping with or or FTC or ASW or ABC or you know whatever it may be the one two threes um, or the five six seven eights if you're a fucking uh, uh, Kill Bill fucking uh, fan you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just throwing shit out there, Jeremy, seeing what sticks. Uh, but hit me up. Be glad to hear from you. Um, you know, I, 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 this makes me wonder, and I, I don't want to go off on a long thing here. We can pick this up if anybody wants to talk about it later. But I was thinking back to when we started the show, and there was literally there was the WWE, and then there were a bunch of little guys that nobody had ever heard of or fucked with or talked about, you know. Billy Corgan had just announced he was buying the NWA and everybody kind of like made a fart noise at that. And I look at now and WWE's kind of getting their ass kicked in a couple of ways by AEW. Um, there's the NWA. I mean, yeah, it's got a small audience, but it's got a small passionate audience who, you know, it's specifically up their alley. This is like some old school seventies and eighties wrestling. And we get it. We get it here. We can watch it, you know, you're talking about the, the small feds that are running around where you are. And if I wasn't such a fucking shut in these days, I'm sure I would be able to find some around here too. You know? Yeah. It's just, a, it's almost feels like a different world out there. You know, it's just, hey, there's a lot of wrestling going on, man. I, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, because, you know, that's just in my area. That's just, um, I'm actually telling you, north and northeast of me, there's there's wrestling. Uh, there's two shows I know, other than the October uh, second show I mentioned, there's an October 1st and 2nd show is happening about two hours uh, south of me, uh, southwest of me. Uh, and there's another show in West Virginia that's taking place. So I know of three other shows over at two day period that are, are with an hour and a half drive of my of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, uh, one is one that William Harding used to work for, uh, doing the photography for and, and video videography for. Uh, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of their their. It's Appalachian Wrestling. I can't think of the whole detail who all work from. A good group of guys, but they're about an hour and a half from me. ASW's got stuff going on. There's another group in Charleston. Uh, ASW's doing Madison. There's another group doing Charleston. Uh, on a Friday, I think, off the air, I told you they got two shows up there this weekend. Uh, and that's not counting if, if you go towards uh, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. My good friend... Um, uh, David Barnabas Spectrum come over and spent a couple nights here in Ashland and come by the FTC campus stuff. And he's a manager down in the Cincinnati area. He's got um, regular bookings right there in Cincinnati uh, a couple a couple days a month, as well as over in Indiana a couple days a month. So he stays busy right in that little area. And that's not going to Columbus, Ohio, which is just two hours away due north of me. So if in about a 400-mile radius, man, there's a shitload of shows in this area. Uh, some are which pretty damn good shows that are bringing in quality talent. They really are. Um, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, people said pro wrestling's dead. People said pro wrestling on life support. Jeremy, it may be coming off life support, man. Yeah, it may be that, that faint heartbeat is boom, 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 boom. It's coming back. Uh, and I'm glad because I 
want to see young people uh, up and coming, and I want to see the people that um, are working for the bigger companies, if they are released for whatever reason, uh, they have options to go to other companies and work uh, or make appearances at. And that's good for, to answer the question about the dark side, the good side is this. That's good for the business and good for the fans. And I'm going to end on that. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of want to get into. And we'll, we'll pick that up some other time when we can kind of delve into it a little more. Uh, it just seems like a great time to be a fan. Probably a great time. Probably the best time to be a wrestler in the last 25 years. Because uh, you have more options. These indie guys sort of figuring out ways to make a living without working for Vince McMahon or Ted Turner or Warners or whoever. But... We'll get into that later. So, for the Irreplaceable Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and the star of the show, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze, bye-bye, everybody.